Can we bow our heads and pray before we start? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you are holy and we are not. But you made us holy in Christ Jesus. You sent your son to, to die on the cross for us. And he didn't stay on the cross. On the third day, he rose again for our justification. And everyone who put their trust in him alone will be saved. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you that gospel not only saves us, but cares us and keeps us and confirms us into the image of your son. So, Lord, I pray that you will speak uh, to, uh, through me uh, tonight, that you will be glorified and we will receive maximum joy from that. We love you and we pray in your son's precious name. Amen. If you are a pastor or missionary or a minister, what motivates you to, uh, to do your ministry? As a pastor, what motivates you? As a missionary, what motiva motivates you? As a minister of maybe uh, doing uh, mercy ministry or youth ministry, what motivates you to do what you do? Let me tell you what motivates me. One thing that motivates me is the gospel. The gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. I was impacted by the gospel. And because of it, I want to tell others who do not know the gospel and go to overseas and tell them that God loves them. And he demonstrates his love in Christ Jesus. That one thing motivates me. We know there's so many pastors, so many ministers motivated by wrong things. For example, by money. That's why they're really famous. They call them prosperity gospel. Some for fame. They want to be popular on television. Some are because they want relationships. Some uh, success. But I think biblically, only one thing should motivate minister. The missionary and the pastor and the ministers is the gospel. Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5 that we are ambassadors of Christ. Like Chris was telling, that we are normal people. Where I'm normal. <laughs> I only speak three languages. It makes me still normal. But I love gospel. Because gospel, the only thing that motivates me to go to Central Asia and proclaim this good news that Jesus is the Lord. Because so many in my country in Central doesn't know that. They think they are the Lords. They think that there are gods. And we know that in Philippians chapter 2 says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is is the Lord. And so I want to talk to you today about the gospel. The gospel that motivates a, a minister to go to Central Asia or around the world and proclaim this good 
news of Jesus Christ. Remember, Apostle Paul says in Romans 1.16, very uh, famous verse. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. In other words, he said, I'm so proud that I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Start from the Jew and then Gentiles. I love that he mentioned Gentiles. He could have said it's only for the Jew locally, but we know Gentiles is internationally. And so the, the, what Paul is doing, he is underlining and saying, a gospel, it's not only for the Jew. It's also for every nation. Because the gospel have the power. It's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes in Christ. If you have a Bible, please turn with me or turn on with me. I know we live in a 21st century. Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. So I want to talk to you about the gospel. The gospel is the power to, to salvation. We'll be focusing on verse 6 through 8. But for the context, let me read, uh, starting um, verse 3, Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 through 8. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid out for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it bearing fruit and growing, as also does among you, since the day you have heard it and understood the grace of God in the truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he's a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, of your behalf, and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. In this text, I see three things. The first, the gospel advances. The gospel advances. The second, the gospel bears fruit. And the last one, gospel multiplies. You can see that all in, in, in verse 6. Look with me in verse 5. Uh, he said, there was a hope laid out, laid out for you in heaven. What's this hope that comes from the gospel? The word the word of the truth, the gospel. It's interesting. Paul is underlying. It's not the word of lies. Other religions, that's what they teach. But Paul is underlining, says, the gospel is the truth. The word of truth is the gospel. In verse 6, he said, which has come to you. So gospel is advances. In other words, gospel loves to conquer new territories. Gospel loves to break new ground. He said, it came to you, Colossians. You didn't know the gospel, but it came to you. 
You were pagans. You were idolaters. You guys worship idols. And he mentioned that. He said you were alienated from God in verse 21. And you were hostile in mind. In verse um, 13, he said you were uh, the meaning of the darkness was uh, the authorities of darkness were ruling you. So in other words, you were a slave to sin. You were hostile in mind. You were alienated from God. But now, see, gospel came to you. you a new creation. Gospel changed you. Because God, that's what gospel loves to do. Loves to go to new places to conquer new territories where gospel never mentioned. Paul says in Romans 7, he said, I want to go places where gospel would never preached. I want to go there. And so gospel advances. Think about your life when you were not a believer. How gospel came to you. And we know when we preach from the pulpit Sunday after Sunday, the gospel. That's how gospel came to you. Gospel came to you maybe at your home when your parents faithfully preach the gospel to you. And so gospel came to you. That's what gospel loves to do. And I'm so glad that gospel love came to Central Asia because, you know, it's a, it's a Muslim country. There's a false gospel being preached do you know what false gospel is? Do good works, and then you will be saved. Do you know what biblical gospel says? Don't do good works. Trust in Christ's works, and then do good works. <laughs> you see the difference? Other religions, they preach, do good, be a good person, and then maybe Allah will change his mind Maybe you will go to heaven. I don't want to trust that kind of God. I want to trust God who keeps his promises. He said, if you put your trust in my son, 100%, you'll be with me. Do you believe in that God? And that's what gospel promises. The gospel comes to new territories, new places, and tells, put your trust in son. You don't have to do good works. Because you are saved by not your own works, but Christ's works that he accomplished on the cross for you. That's what gospel loves to do. And so many people in Central Asia, even here in America, doesn't know that. And so that's why as a ministers of the gospel, that's why we call a minister of the gospel, and we go to proclaim that good news. The good news. But interesting that God uses people to deliver the message. Look with me at verse 7. He said, As you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. God used Epaphras to proclaim this good news. Gospel didn't just arrive there without people. 
So God uses people, normal people, to proclaim, herald that gospel. We know um, that Paul didn't plant this church in Colossae. Epaphras did. He, lo- he loved those people. And he from that city, and he, when he heard the gospel from Paul in Ephesus, he's like, I want to go and tell my people in Colossae. And he went there and proclaimed the gospel. And God used his lips to tell about Jesus because they didn't know Jesus. That's why Paul said, gospel came to you. They didn't know who was Jesus. They didn't know that what Christ done for them. And gospel arrived. So gospel advanced to to Roman colony called Colossae in first century. And it says it's doing in the whole world. And it's still doing it. Isn't that amazing? You can't stop the gospel because Paul says again, he's the power of God. Satan cannot stop it. Other religions cannot stop it. Government cannot stop it. Nothing can stop it. It's doing its work. And again, gospel loves to do that. Loves to do that. That was the first thing. Gospel advances. Second, the gospel bears fruit. Wow. Sometimes we get discouraged. You know, we go overseas and we plant churches and we share the gospel. And we sometimes wait years, maybe 10 years, and we don't see any converts. That's not true. Here in the text says, it bears fruit. Maybe in 10 years. Maybe in the first year. But scriptures promises that it will bear fruit. What kind of fruit? If you see in the context in verse, uh, verse 4, he talks about the gospel bears fruit. They, they will put their trust in Christ. That's the first fruit. The second fruit, he said, they will have love for one another. Do you see it? That's what gospel loves to do. When gospel comes to new places and tells them about the Lord Jesus Christ, you will bear fruit. What fruit? They will put their trust in Christ and Christ alone. That's what he says in verse 4. We heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And not only you putting your faith in Christ Jesus, but also we heard that you have love for one another. That's beautiful. That's what gospel loves to do. That's what it means to live a gospel life. When you trust Jesus for salvation, and also you love your brothers and sisters who are different from you, do you know why we're all here? We're all different. I'm Asian, you're American. One thing unites us is the cross of Christ. We all eat different food. I eat horse, you eat chicken. <laughs> you might say you're more crazy eating horses, but you will talk to me because we one in Christ, right? Yeah, we drink weird stuff, horse milk. 
You drink unsweet tea? Unbelievable. <laughs> but I want to be your friend because of Jesus. I love you. I'm serious. That's what gospel does. It brings all the people. That's what we're going to be in heaven at Revelation 5. All the nations, languages, tongues, and tribes, they will get together because of Christ. Because their faith in Him and because they want to hang out with those people because of Jesus. That's what gospel does. It bears fruit. And we've seen that in churches. I see that in overseas when, when a, a, not a believer, who, a Muslim who hated me because I am betrayed him. In other words, because I'm a Kazakh and he's Kazakh. And he's Muslim, I'm Christian, and he looks at me, I'm his enemy now. Because I don't believe in Allah. But when that person becomes a believer, it's amazing. They start bearing fruit. Do you know what kind of fruit? They trust in Christ, and second, they start loving a fellow brother. It's a miracle. And it's only gospel can do that. That's what the text says there. So gospel is so powerful. Love to advance, to go to new places, new nations, new countries. And it doesn't stay there. It does work. What kind of work? It bears fruit. People trusting in Christ alone. And they loving one another. Do you experience that in your life? As a believer, do you continue to trust in Jesus all your life, every day? Do you love one another? Do you love the saints that Christ redeemed them with his precious blood? That's the gospel's work. That's what motivates me to do uh, international missions. Because I want to see people changed. I want to see the enemies who were hated each other, but now they're friends. It's because of the gospel. And I've seen it that overseas. And you've seen it here. When you proclaim the gospel, and the gospel is bearing that fruit, they trust in the Lord. They're now recognizing that Jesus is the boss, not them. And they now try, and they, by God's grace, loving that person they used to hate. It's not because of you and me. It's because of the gospel. Because it bears fruit. And thirdly, gospel multiplies. Gospel multiplies. Look with me again, verse 6. It says, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world is bearing fruit and growing. Some of your, some of your translation says increasing, um, but in my old terms it says growing. So in other words, it's multiplying. Multiplying. What does that mean? The gospel multiplying. In Acts uh, chapter 6, verse 7 says this, and the word of God continued to increase. Same word. And the numbers of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. That's what it means. 
gospel loves to add new people to the kingdom, to the family of God. Gospel not only advances and bears fruit, but also increases, multiplies, making disciples of disciples. That's what gospel loves to do. That's why I'm in Kazakhstan to do that, to, to disciple one man, and this man going to go disciple other man. Not because of me, but because of the gospel, because that's what gospel loves to do. That's what it says in Acts 6, right? The, the word was spread, the word of God being preached in church, and one-on-one, and it started adding disciples into family. Is that beautiful? Do you do that in your life? When you disciple someone, do you know that God will do his work and he will add people and then you will train them and they will train others? That's how multiplication happens. And it happens in overseas too, not only here. I'm doing that over there. Why? Because we believe in the same gospel. It's not special gospel for Muslims, you know, for Russians. No, it's the same biblical gospel that Todd Stiles preaches from this pulpit. Or any pastor. Why? Because we're partners of the gospel and we are doing the same thing over there. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but that's what my tool is. And I believe that. I believe that God, the gospel came to a new territory called Central Asia. And I've seen that it's bearing fruit, people trusting in the Lord, and they start loving one another. And we don't, we don't stop there. We don't say, good for you. No, uh, we keep working. And then now, good that you learn how to love and trust in Christ. Now I'm going to teach you to teach others how to do that. Because that's what the Bible calls us. It is increasing, it says, right? If you've seen here, it says um, the whole world. In first century, some commentary says that this means Assyria, Asia Minor, Greece, Italy. Likely the gospel been spread to Egypt, North Africa, Persia as well. And so it was doing this work in first century, we live in what century? 21st century. And guess what? The gospel is still doing the work. Have you guys heard uh, Operation World Ministries? Um, I look in them and they, if you take China, for example, the communistic China, in 1950, they had one million Christians. In 1950, guess what? How many Christians they have now? 75 million. That's called multiplication. You see, do you know the China, communist China, have more Christians than in America? Maybe we should call them Christian nation, right? That's what God is doing. God is reaching nations. And people, if we are faithful 
to the gospel. And we believe the gospel advances and bears fruit and multiplies. And it started in first century, it keeps going in 21st century, it's going to keep going until Christ returns. And so my question is, do you want to be part of that? Like I, like I asked this question in the beginning, what motivates you as a minister, as a Christian? And I pray and I hope is the gospel. Because the gospel only can do that. Nothing else. God can use you. He can use you here locally in Ankeny. He can use you in different states. And he can use you overseas. And we are partners. And we do this because we love God's glory. And we want his glory to be filled. The nations. Because so many of them doesn't know that. They do not know how awesome God is. They believe in false gods. And they try with all their might to gain salvation. But we know that, that Christ did it for us. And so we don't have to work hard. Only we have to come by faith, trusting him alone. Like there's a famous hymn, right? Uh, Rock of Ages. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. That's what they need to hear. They try to come with, with a bunch of stuff and said, God, here it is. God said, no, 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 no. There's a, my son who came, lived perfect life, never sinned, went to the Golgotha, died on the cross for sinners like you and me. And he, and he stayed on the cross. And the third day, he rose again for you and for me. If gospel impacted your life, you'll be excited to go and tell others. Are you excited about the gospel? You need to start from there. You need to preach this gospel to yourself every day. Some people think the gospel I needed when I became a Christian, that's all. That means you don't understand the gospel. The only, uh, that's why we need it every day to preach it to ourselves and go to tell others. Because you love this gospel. Paul loved this gospel. And he, even he never met those believers in Carlos. And he writes to them and encourages them and saying the gospel is advancing around the world, it's bearing fruit, it's multiplying, and I want you to be part of it. So the question is for you, do you want to be part of it? Do you want to go and proclaim this gospel? But first of all, you have to love it. I mean, we love stuff, right? We love our phones, we love our shoes, we love, you know, we'll go tell our friends how amazing device I have. But, God, but gospel, it's more important. And all, that's only the gospel can 
do that and let that motivate you to, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And thank you so much for your prayers that you praying for me in Kazakhstan. It's not easy to, but I'm trusting the Lord. I'm trusting the gospel that in. I want to pray for me that I will be faithful to God's word. That I will be faithful to this gospel. That, will, that I will continue to see uh, the gospel is bearing fruit. And that I will see that it's multiplying. Not only in Kazakhstan, but Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Russia, India, maybe other southern parts of uh, Central Asia. That's our goal. That's what I wanted to do. And so, and so be praying for me. And I know you are praying. So thank you so much for having me and share with you uh, this gospel that I'm excited about it. And so I hope you are too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for who you are. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you. The gospel is doing its work. It started in first century and it's continuing to do in 21st century. And we know that you will continue your work till your son returns. So help us to be faithful. Help us to be excited about this gospel. That, that in, uh, help us to remind ourselves uh, your work you've done in our lives and you doing in other peoples and other nations. It's because of you because you love your gospel, it's your gospel, and help us to be faithful to it. So we love you, and we pray all those things in your precious name, Jesus, amen.